there is nothing good about this movie. The television show had a format and was fun. This movie is slow and boring and has no likable characters. If, if you're comparing, if your litmus test for what's great is the TV show version, man, woof. Oh, From people, like, what, 20, 30 years prior? Yeah, the 60s. People were big yeah. mad. You, don't, you may not remember, but people were big mad about this in 1996. I mean, I definitely would agree. Yeah. So that is a one-star review from IMDb. Welcome to the show. We are Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Steven, joined as always by Andrew. Hello. And Ryan. What's up? What's up? What? What? Early 2000s? Wow. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to think of what was funny in 96, but I couldn't come up with Eat it. my shorts. I yeah, think that was yeah. before that. <laughs> Probably. That was like 89. All that? I don't know. I, mm. This is all. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. That's not what we're talking about. We are kicking off our Mission Rewatchable series. That's right. We're doing all of the Mission Impossible movies leading up to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Say that five times fast. Appendix 5 version (laughs) 7. (laughs) So we are kicking this off with the very first Mission Impossible from 1996. And this is going to be a little different format from our standard shows. Uh, if you have listened to our 007 double headers, it's mm-hmm. going to be similar to that. It's just going to be roundtable format. It's just going to be – this is going to be Mission Impossible single headers. Yep. Uh, spoilers uh, all the time. They just they do abound. Yeah, yeah be, they are intended. They are intended. Yeah, 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 yeah. As of now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so kick it off with maybe a little, little facts here about the original – and I say original somewhat tongue-in-cheek. The, the, the original film. The, the original movie. movie, yeah. movie yeah. The yeah. first movie for Mission Impossible. So this is directed by, by Brian De Palma, mm-hmm. who you may know from The Untouchables or yep. Carlito's Way or Bonfire of the Vanities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only know one of those names. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to tell you I, I've seen all those I, movies, I know but I knew the names. You don't know yeah. Carlito's Way? No. Nah. Okay. I, I'm a little surprised, actually. Yeah. Uh, music is by... Danny Elfman. Oh, yeah, I know a, I know that name. A incredibly prolific composer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name has come up on this podcast a lot. Well, and he does really good work. He does, yeah. So had you guys ever seen the TV series before you saw this movie? Uh, I watched one episode. I have seen that a my fair, dad showed me. I yeah, I've seen a around. fair chunk of it because of my parents. I remember watching a bunch of reruns of it before. And like when I went to the theater to see this, I remember thinking about the score specifically of like, oh, wow, they, they punched this up. Yeah. In a good yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they, uh, I don't think I was actually allowed to go see this in the theaters. I think mm. I caught it when it hit VHS because I don't know if my parents went to go see it, but mm. I know my dad was a big fan of this. So I, f- yeah. I feel like I saw it in theaters with my parents, and my parents were big mad about the movie. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into this. Uh, so <laughs> it was made on an $80 million budget. That and is massive. It, it, so, for 1996, so Cruz wanted this to be a big, over I the mean, top. The thing is, though, this movie, movie was like I remember. This movie was the one that they would play at the front of like when you would rent something from Blockbuster mm-hmm. and it'd have that trailer for like, you know, action movies. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, surround sound. <laughs> yeah. It would show the, the train scene and like yeah. everything from this movie because this movie at the time was like crazy in terms of the action. It's him coming down from the ceiling, right? That's the iconic That's another shot. the trapeze yeah. scene. Uh, only made a hundred... Trapeze. trapeze. It not, is. It's not a trapeze. 
It, it is kind trapeze of trapeze when you walk across the thing, isn't it? No, that's no, a, no. That's is it the swinging. Yeah, that's the swinging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. It's just not swinging. <laughs> Anyways, uh, did not do super great at the box office. Uh, based on what I found, 181 million. Hmm. I, probably because people were big mad. They were big mad. Let me tell see, you. I remember everybody being hype about this movie. I remember all my friends loved it. My mom took me to see it. She liked it. Well, I think right. because you were young enough to where you had no connection that's, to the that's original. That's the big key here. Yeah. So, so let me hit you with a synopsis. So yeah. based on the hit television series, Jim Phelps, along with his team, is sent to Prague for a mission to prevent the theft of classified material. When something goes horribly wrong, members of the team are cut off from the agency and must find the mole in their midst on their own. Yeah, that's about right. That's yeah. about right. Yeah. So I, I, I'll kick us off with just a little, maybe a little discussion about why people are so angry, right? Yeah. So Jim Phelps is the only character from the TV series to make it to the first movie. And he was oh. the main character in the original series. And right. he's the bad he's, guy. Yeah. He's the bad he's guy. The bad guy. <laughs> and he was, yeah. he was like the dad of the team. Oh. Yeah. He was the one that like kept everything together and going and like. So this is the darker, grittier Mission right, Impossible. Yeah. It so really they, is, they yeah. took They took the character and they, they flipped it around. So of course, again, everyone's mad. But like all, people did not like to be subverted back in the nineties. Apparently not. Not, not well, ninety six. They weren't ready. <laughs> they tried to bring in the original actors from the show, and when they started to see the script and stuff, they all refused. I could see why. Yeah, because the yeah. original plan was the same as the movie. They were gonna kill them all off in the first act. Yeah, and so yeah, they were. They've all like if you go through and look, they all spoke out about it. Uh, they actually, uh, Paramount reached out like an executive at Paramount reached out to, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, Rena Badi. Try okay. one more time. Rena Badi. It was better the first time. B-A-D-I-Y-I. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Uh, so he's responsible for direct, he's responsible for directing the most episodes of any one person of the show. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So he was invited by the head of Paramount to be present on the set for consulting. The first day he got there, the director approached him and told him the movie was going to be nothing like the TV show and that his presence would just make them both uncomfortable. Oh, oh wow. Got so, him right so off the top. Rena thanked him for his honesty and just left. I mean, that's what I would do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, props. So, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of crazy, given kind of how it started, to think about how far this franchise has gone. So I, right. I think that this film franchise, Mission Impossible, did not get good until the third one. Uh, so the first two, and obviously we're going to cover those. Yeah, we're going to yeah. cover further along the line. But the first two are really feeling their way. The first one, yeah. it really wanted to be a spy, spy film. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one was just a John Woo film. <laughs> yeah, just an action film. <laughs> and and they, went, they, they turned it all the way to the action side. And then after that, they kind of found their footing of, of the mix of spy and action. And, yeah, and, and yeah. more like character drama. Yeah. Uh, so another fun fact on this. This is the only... Mission Impossible film where Cruz does not fire a gun. Yeah, that's about right. There are there are no yeah. shootouts in this film. Also correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the only so one at this at this point in time in Hollywood. He refused to shoot guns. I didn't know that. Yeah, hmm. like like I think the the Mission Impossible the second one was the first time that he did it, or maybe it was like another film, but it was. Like, this was definitely one of the times where he was like, no guns. John was like, some of these doves are going to be shooting guns. You're shooting, <laughs> You're shooting a, gun. a gun. Okay, guy? Come on. Literally a symbol then we're, of we're, Then we're going to Kimbo on a Woo. motorcycle. Yeah, like, <laughs> You're going to shoot guns, Tom, okay? <laughs> pay, him, pay him enough. He'll do anything, right? <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> 
So that's inter- I didn't think about that when I was watching. I didn't like pay attention, but yeah, there's he holds a gun. Yeah, he yeah. He, he loads a gun. Yeah, and it's it's very much so you know that that tense spy drama heist feel to it. Yeah, without stepping into kind of like the Bourne world or you know Daniel Craig Bond of we're here to punch people out and fight and stab and yeah. whatnot. So the fun part is about this film. He really doesn't do a whole lot like at all. He does. He basically like blows up two things. Mm-hmm. And then he runs around. Yeah, this but is, those two things he blows up. Oh, no, no, no. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool. Well, the and first one, yes. Maybe not the second one. The second one's, the second one's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I don't I don't. Blew up a there. helicopter. Disagree. <laughs> Agree <laughs> to disagree. It's just, it's dumb. Well, okay, the sequence is pretty dumb. It's, it's no, really I'm dumb. not going to pretend otherwise. So I, I like this movie. I don't love this movie. But I think this movie definitely has a inescapable 90s feel to it, it, it in a bit. Yeah. Everything that is, to me, both glorious and terrible at the same time. <laughs> and like, their, their depiction I, of the internet is phenomenal. Oh I love it. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It's not as buckwild as Goldeneye, <laughs> where they're sending spikes and again, like, those <laughs> characters drawn on the end of a yeah, pier from a But cartoon. everything's using, like, this, like, god-awful gooey Oh. Yeah, like like the 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 design. I don't know if that was because they to mock it up. They had to create everything anyway, so they were just like, "This is probably what." Yeah, you know, internet yeah. Would well, look so like. Apple had a bunch of money in this movie mm-hmm. because they were trying to promote their product. Everything is an Apple product on these computers. Okay, which is also just weird to think about nowadays. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're hacking on Apple. What? Yeah. This uh, is before. Well, actually, never mind. They're all good people, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But none of the the computers they used were really like functioning. Right, yeah. So everything that's done on the screen is basically just made up. Yeah. It's an animation that they just play yeah. on yeah, the screen. Put, yeah, but on the screen. You can actually see when he's asleep in the safe house, the, the as the camera turns, the laptop, there's no screen. There's right. black. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like a lot of the action in this movie from more of a nostalgic standpoint of I remember seeing this in the theater and enjoying it. It mm. is definitely, there's definitely some scenes that make no sense, like a helicopter <laughs> in a tunnel. In a tunnel. In, in the channel. In the channel. And also, like, there's multiple times where, like, the camera pans and you're like, the blades would be slapping the ceiling. <laughs> just, and they're just not, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I feel like this this movie is a, a perfect example of, like, that mid-90s inflection point where, like, we have enough CG to do stuff. But we don't really know what we should we, be doing. We don't yeah, have the yeah. good what sense we to should use it wise. You know, like and so I I remember seeing the special effects for the first time and being impressed by a lot of it. That yeah. now, like you look, you're like, oh, that train looks so fake. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was like, oh wow, we're actually finally able to do this kind of stuff with mm-hmm. computers. That yeah, again, I think there's just on paper some of this stuff probably sounded great, and then in practice, and this is not an insult to any of the people that worked on the VFX teams on this movie. Well, because they did, yeah, do for, some, for the time they did great. Yeah, yeah. it's just there, there's some of the the practicality of it. But the in terms of like the 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 acting and like the characters they get together, I do like like Jean Reno's character. I love him. I love him in any movie though. Um, I like John Voight and like that that idea yeah. of the main dude that like going into it you thought was going to be the the good guy if you know the the series yeah. is the bad guy, and then you well. You can catch on to that pretty obviously. Pretty, pretty quickly. But, like, yeah. I could see some people not catching on to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Cruise, this is, like, before I think Tom Cruise hit his full, like, charisma stride. Of oh, like, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? This is still 
Tom Cruise coming out. He had like 80s with like, you know, Top Gun and all that Risky stuff. Risky Business, Days of Thunder. And then like yeah. the 90s were, were, were different. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> well, Color of too. Money, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. 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 yeah so th- this was a, a interesting, I guess, career point for him. It was. It was, well, it was also interesting too in that this was the first film where he's credited as a producer. Uh, yes. Because this was oh, a really? cruise production. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. He actually declined his fee. His twenty million dollar fee in order to take a percentage of the profits. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure just based on the box office probably didn't, didn't work out. Didn't work out for, him, out yeah. for him. Probably not. But yeah. it, it certainly helps the upfront costs yeah. of production. So what did, what did you guys think of the movie overall? Um, so when I was in when I was in college mm-hmm. um, at design school, design school Ooh, <laughs> at design when school. I was at design school, I wasn't even going to say it like that, but you did it for oh, me. Uh, I appreciate. Okay, that. I, I do want to put a correction in there, so I do want to throw this oh. down. I. I I did pull. I had this feeling. I pulled North America's yeah. numbers, not worldwide. Not global. Right. So 181 is North America. Yeah. The global box office was 457. Oh, okay. That's, oh, it so did really that, good then. That's, that's actually really good. Very then. respectable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was he like, did, how did they get cleared for a sequel? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, okay. I kept looking. John I was like, Lou. they spent a lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put some guns in this franchise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Greenlit. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, back so at design yeah, school. Was, design, like, design school. school. <laughs> uh, so whenever we're learning Photoshop for the first time, he was they, designing toasters. Don't let him fool you. Uh, they they basically tell us they're like, all right, there are layer styles, the drop shadows, outer glows, all this other kind of stuff, all these effects that you can do that Photoshop can do. We're gonna do a whole project where that's the only thing you use. So you get it out of your system, and you, and you never know what touch it again. Not to do. Yeah, yeah. Because that is one of the big things that I feel happens with a lot of these earlier kind of action films from the '90s, where like they, they have these computer graphics, but they don't really know what to do with them yet. I thought you were gonna say they put drop shadow and all the effects on all the text. <laughs> well, like, well even even the graphic UIs and everything like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very poor design, but at the time they just didn't know any better. And you right. have to make, I'm not going to even say they're mistakes because they're not, because you have to go through this iteration process for the the visual design of these, of, um, everything you know, to screens, to, to, to CGI, yeah. to action scenes, blue screening, everything. You have to go through those iteration processes to get to the stuff that we have now. Well, it's like it's too new to know if it's bad or good. Exactly, yeah. Like the You're jury's like, still out. So yeah. like you do this effect, like we've never been able to do that on text before. I kind of like it. And then 10 years later. That was a terrible decision. Why, why exactly, did we yeah. do this? Yeah. Uh, and you know, and you look back and you're like, ooh, that, yeah. that's really cringe. But yeah. that's just part of the process. Sure. And from that perspective, when I'm watching this film, I see a lot of the DNA that that basically moved this franchise into a franchise that I genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the film itself to me is just it's not very entertaining. There are some entertaining moments in it, like yeah. the the scene in the diner with the aquarium and stuff is fantastic. Yeah, that's a really good scene. Then you have, um, I love the, I, I mean, the most iconic scene in the whole film, which I feel that they basically wrote the film around that scene. It feels like it. What, you're talking about when they break into yeah, when they break the, into um, CIA, CIA and, uh, and just the the truth, the hang. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he catches his sweat and like all this other kind of stuff. That scene is just phenomenal. That like, is really it, one of the most iconic scenes. The in, like, tension in that scene uh, is, is it's great because they do a good job while we're on the scene, right? Of like setting up the stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. When things start to go wrong, you understand fully how how it, how it could break. But and I mean, how, it's, yeah. it's basically it's a heist, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I will throw in a little trivia there. So the bit where he you know stops you know just an inch or two above the floor uh-huh. and he has to like lay you know horizontally, he's trying to balance. <laughs> so they redid that take 
a bunch of times because every time that he would get to that point, he kept hitting his head on the floor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because as it turns out, you can't balance like that very well. So he had to load his shoes with coins. Yeah, I was going to say help, they had to counterweight. Yeah, to help oh, wow. counterweight him. But he's still, you know, he's flailing his arms there to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't just can't imagine Tom Cruise like, okay, do it again. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I really like about that scene is because if you go and watch like other films around this time period, so you have like mm. Entrapment with Catherine mm-hmm. Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery. That's a great film. They ha- the great film. But they have a lot of these kind of like mechanical things to hold them up and to like suspend them and stuff where this is literally just the dude just mm-hmm. holding him up on a pulley. Uh, yeah, yeah. A I mean, he's got pulley. a pulley. It's got a little bit of mechanical, but not it, much. It, yeah, but it's, it's not, not like a winch or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's yeah. not a mechanical winch. So yeah. whenever you, like, you're just, every time they cut to him and it's and he's just sweating. Oh, and, like, yeah, just, and the <laughs> stupid rat comes down the, the, yeah, yeah, the, the air duct, yeah. which those air ducts are, one, immaculate, and two, massive. <laughs> well, <laughs> massive, perfect it's, air ducts. It's duct. your classic, your 80s, 90s it's stereotype. It's the CIA, though. It is. You got Stanley Steamer coming every weekend to clean them out. With with classified clearance to get in there, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those two scenes, like the um, the scene at the diner and mm-hmm. then and then this one, those are like iconic scenes that I genuinely love to watch. But getting to those points, it, 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 you feel like you're just watching a 90s film. And There's it definitely is, some slow parts. It is tough. I, I, I do like the opening heist. Yeah, is that the, what you're o- say? the opening bit with the embassy is pretty good. I like yeah. the way, you know, they have, where she sprays the guy with a, a marker. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then only she they have see. only the glasses, so it makes yeah. them stand out in the crowd. Like, those kinds of elements were actually really great and well, like, that, felt like real spy work. That, that scene does a good job of, like, they, they set up the, the plan a little bit, but you mm. don't fully know it. And then when and, you get there, you see all the people are in place, and you slowly start to learn, oh, so she's using the glasses yeah. to see stuff. She's marking him. He's playing the part of the, you know, the senator... He's doing that. So you kind of slowly start to click and understand the plan. And then when it starts to unravel, mm-hmm. it's like that third, it, it's like a little story within itself of mm-hmm. like, there's the setup, then the the discovery of what they're all doing. And then like the, when it breaks bad. So they, they do a lot of POV shots mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah. That those don't, they, those don't age well. Those do no. not work very well. POV is very, I think, hard to pull off properly. Yeah. And this just, feels really weird a lot of times. It does. Yeah, well, yeah. They and there's stick, a lot of weird Dutch angles. They stick yeah. with the POV. There's one shot that's like the POV of, of Cruz, and they stick with it for a long time. Like a little too long. Yeah, yeah. it's like y'all can can lay off this a little Is bit. Is it when he's getting in the car? Uh, I Is that it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. dude that I'm, might have been one of the bad guys from Die Hard. I can't. A blonde oh, European blonde guy. There, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it probably wasn't. But like, <laughs> it, it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> right. I know. But it, just the most generic uh, right. evil henchman bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like the guy from Die Hard. I got just the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like seeing, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Henry Zerny. Try it again. Zerny. Zerny. I liked it the second time. That yeah. Um, uh, so he plays a like, Kittredge. Oh, Kittredge is great. Well, he's, he's actually in um, oh, a yeah. bunch of the other films too. Well, Kittredge gonna, is yeah. Like, I was gonna say he's Ritter in Clear and Present Danger. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. he he apparently he's kind of typecast into this like, like intel the, yeah. role. Uh, <laughs> I'm but he's, the jerky he's, bureaucrat. Yeah, like, but he, he's good guy. at it. I mean, he he handles it well. Yeah. And that's about because like you have John Voight's character mm-hmm. right, Jim. You have Ethan Hunt with Tom Cruise, uh, Claire to some extent, and then Kittredge. Yeah. Because basically everyone, everyone you're else. to at the start I like Vin Rames' yeah. character, though. Like, um, oh, what's Boozer? his name? 
uh, Wallace. Wallace? Luther? No. no. Luther? Luther? No. <laughs> I was Wrong like, movie. Wallace. I, I was, was like, saying again. His name? Luther? Luther, yes. Well, he he's a persistent character. He is, yeah. yeah. He, he's yeah. in every single Everyone, other, yeah. every yeah. other film, yeah. Uh, it's just interesting, right? Because we kind of get introduced to all these characters and then we immediately kill a whole bunch of them. Well, especially Emilio Estevez, whenever you're watching it and you're just like, oh, okay, cool. I can yeah. get with, oh, he's dead. Quack. Quack. Yeah. Quack. <laughs> As he's going up the elder. Quack, 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 quack Mr. Duxford, quack. Oh, no. <laughs> also, I, I, I remember the first time I saw this movie and every subsequent viewing since when he's going up the elevator, I'm like, just lay down. Yeah. Lay flat. Get, lay, get flat. He's like, oh, uh, like raising his head up towards <laughs> like it. Like, into it. Dude, lay all the way down. I would be uh, so scrunched up on the top of this elevator. Beetle position. Just like, yeah. please don't. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, like watching you, you had the spikes that pop down. Sure. Yeah. Which is a standard feature on most elevators. Oh, <laughs> you know how all elevators have those giant murder spikes <laughs> that keep them from going all the way to the top? No, I don't. Well, now you do. I'm never going to the top floor ever again. Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like the the film is fun for the I, most part. I, like it has I, good moments in it. I enjoy it, but it's definitely not like something I could put on anytime and it, watch. It's, no. it's just very. It feels longer than it actually is. It, really long it comes in under two hours. Yeah, it's not a really long film. Stephen, what are what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, I actually enjoy it more than I remembered. Yeah. Mostly because we have a couple of really good heist-esque sequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a lot of of good things. Like, like again, this one goes really hard on the spy work. And, you know, Tom Cruise came into this wanting to do a movie with a lot of gadgets. He kind of wanted to be like a James Bond. Yeah. And they went hard on that. And it's pretty fun. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the plastic explosive gum is really cool. Oh, yeah. Red light, green light. Yeah. that's a, <laughs> Red light, green, green light. light. <laughs> yeah. Well, and... Like, again, this was kind of, I don't know if this was the start, but he does do basically all his stunts for this film. Yeah. I don't know if that's where it began, uh, but specifically for the diner scene with all the water, right? They did that on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. 16 tons of water. I feel so yeah. bad. I know there were, there were no fish harmed in this, right. but I feel bad for the fish. So right. so they, they did test shots of this with a stuntman because uh-huh. they didn't want to put crews under 16 tons of water. Sure. What if he drowns? <laughs> and... They were like, it just doesn't work. And Cruz, you just got to get in there. So he just yep. did it, right? Well, he's like, ooh, I, I kind of like I kind of liked it. Well, because that <laughs> shot. Like, I like there's that. no way to I, fake that. I, I see his face uh, so yeah, easily. Like, I can well, feel you can probably, it You can probably fake it now. With, <laughs> yeah. With, Tom like, is, I feel alive for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> with, with deep fake technology, you could probably do it now. Yeah. But, yeah. In 96, they were like, <laughs> what's deep fake? get in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of deep fake, this is also the only Mission Impossible film where the the iconic mask reveals yeah. is all practical. Really? There's, mm. there's no... There were a couple shots in there that dev- definitely mm. felt like there was like some CGI assist in there whenever he's there, peeling it off. I don't, no, I, I don't I think know. what you're seeing is is they're cutting from a couple of different maybe, takes. Maybe that's what it is. It's probably yeah. just edits, and that yeah, they're doing yeah. it, but they're doing that purely with practical that's effects. That's cool. Right. Which yeah. is actually pretty impressive. Uh, also, his uh, sleight of hand trick with the CD-ROM. Was that real? Yeah. Ah, nice. There, there he are, learned sleight of hand. He became no, a magician. Yeah. He, yeah. I, this is what Tom Cruise does. He's like, I'm gonna make a movie, and I want you to make me have to do this weird niche skill, so I can just <laughs> learn how to do that. You pay me to learn how to ride a horse, you know, bareback, turn the other way, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So all of that is him doing sleight of hand with it. That's and cool. it's really good sleight of hand. It, it is, is really actually good. It's quite good because it's yeah. all like one shot. They don't cut to like hide the. Well, like, and that's the a disc. pretty big yeah. piece. That's a pretty yeah. big disc. It's not a small yeah. object, but I also like how 
it's all played off with him where he knows he doesn't actually have the right disc and he's just yeah. talking uh, Kino? Krieger. 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 Uh, he's talking. Wallace will talk. Yeah, talking him out. <laughs> he's talking him out of it because he, he knows he's not holding all the cards. Yep. Yeah. But he just has to look so in control. Like, and when he throws that disc in the trash so hard, I'm like, huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, oh, no. The knock lift. I'm glad those 90s floppies were so durable. I well, they're, they're so pretty like destructible. 256 meg. It's not even a floppy. It's technically a zip disc or right. something. Yeah. 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 It was like it's that 96. weird in between. Yeah. yeah. I remember zip disc. I do remember zip disc. Man, I haven't thought about zip disc in a long time. <laughs> Thank you. You make me feel old. Because yeah, they were like, they was like the clear plastic and then yeah. they had like the little disc on the inside. But yeah, and I, you had the special drive for it. I, yeah. I like the gadget play, like, you know, red light, green light, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the piece they use to divert the lasers in the air oh, vent. Oh, yeah, that's that's a cool... Yeah. Uh, you know, we have kind of I'm pretty of sure that, Entrapment used that same idea. Uh, no, they just put Catherine Zeta-Jones in tight pants and oh, made her okay, yeah, slither sure. through it all. <laughs> um, with Go the camera, on. The camera <laughs> from a very specific angle the whole time. But Entrapment was 99. 99 so this yeah. is like... Yeah, this, yeah. yeah, so that's like kind of like... Like four they, years Yeah, they got it, yeah. a little bit of uh, probably inspiration from some of those. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, the, the still best, the best and also worst laser avoidance scene is Ocean's 12. Ocean's 12. What he, does, he does the capoeira through it. He just like oh, straight, yeah. uh, the, the French guy, just straight, is it 12 <sighs> or is it 11? No, it's, 12. it's definitely not, it's not 11. definitely not 11. It's 12, probably 12. Yeah, it's 12. I think it's 12. Well, he just straight like man mode goes straight through this big laser man grid mode that's like moving around <laughs> what he just is does man it. mode <laughs> well he just he just he just runs through he it. just does it live yeah he's not like yeah. he's not like he's doing anything trick to get around it he's just better than the grid he, <laughs> i can see the shapes in my it's mind the, it's the worst representation of lasers ever because they like track along on the ground it's like but it needs a receiver at the end to understand if the beam's no. So so whenever <laughs> whenever I think of like like laser grids like that, I mm -hmm. always think about the Resident Evil movie mm -hmm. where, oh, where it like uh, becomes like the big the it, square. It, yeah, it comes like the big like uh, death grid that kills Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it's not Samuel L. Jackson. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> no, he was not in the first Resident <laughs> Evil movie <laughs> at keep, all. Keep keep that in. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen the it film. Was not, not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Oh, I'll look up the actual guys. He's a British actor. Yeah, yeah I'll, please, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Don't, don't, not don't let Andrew look it up. He's gonna come back and tell us it is Samuel no, Jackson. I know it's not. You look it up, Andrew. <laughs> oh man, uh, but yeah, it, it it's it doesn't know what it wants to be, right? Because it comes I, it's out definitely on that weird middle range. It, it comes out with the heavy spy work, which I like, mm -hmm. but we also have kind of the elements of the action star. With you know, again, we're gonna put a helicopter in the channel. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> which is a little bit much, but Colin Salmon, 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 Colin Salmon, 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 Salmon. No, S A L M O N. That's just yeah. Salmon. I've seen him in other stuff. Sure. Yeah, but it's not Samuel. Jackson. It's been a while. I haven't, I haven't watched close. that. You know, it's called yeah, Samuel, Sam, Samuel, Samuel. I haven't Salmon? seen yeah. that Salmon? film since like freshman of high school. Yeah, it's been, it's a, been a, hot, a long, hot time. minute for me yeah. too. Um, well, like, it's crazy to me, too, when, when you think about the action in Mission Impossible, because, like, Speed came out in 94, mm -hmm. and I feel like that does a better job of, like, some stuff where, the, like, they didn't use CG, yeah. right, in 94. They were like, what can we do? <laughs> That's practical with the bus. Right. Put it on like, a bus. <laughs> yeah, like, but because of it, everything, like, ages a better it to right. some degree, yeah. as to where with this, that was more of a, like, okay, we can shoot this on a soundstage, on a green screen, we can have a fake train, I have a fake, you know, chopper yeah. that's like flying. So I think 
this is those growing pains of like, we're, we're moving past just practical. What can we do? And it's like you said, apply everything, see what works. Hey, it looks good. And then like later it doesn't age as well, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. cause then you, if you go into like 99 with uh, the matrix, like you have a lot yeah. of cutting edge CGI where like clearly they've learned a little bit mm-hmm. from the past couple of years of like, Ooh, yeah, we can do this. We can also do this. I, there's also a lot of really strong camera work in the matrix, right? They, they invented is, yeah. the bullet time yeah. mm-hmm. sequence, but. Well, and this movie is a very Brian De Palma film. If you've ever seen any of his I other stuff. I don't think I've ever seen like anything the, else. Uh, Dutch angles yeah. and like the yeah. Dutch angles the really lighting, kill me a lot. The Dutch angles feel really nineties. It's again, <laughs> it's it is really hard. Terrible and fantastic example of like what nineties filmmaking was. The lighting is so dramatic in some scenes yeah. where like uh, what's her name Claire is Claire. laying on the floor and she's like you know in the corner <laughs> and the, there's just this light, this strip light on her eyes that's mm. like coming from somewhere that's not <laughs> anything natural you would ever have, you know? Yeah. There's just a lot of choices with, like, yeah, the the camera work and the lighting that was, again, really good if you like 90s filmmaking, but doesn't quite age uh, yeah. as well as other stuff, yeah. you know? Although I will give them props for one thing. They shot a lot of this, the, the opening bits, mm-hmm. in Prague, yeah. which at the time was not a common location for like a Hollywood film to shoot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of opened it up to the rest of Hollywood of, oh, like that's a good location. That's probably where a lot of the budget kind of went was on location it would, shots. Well, I, I think a lot of it really was the stunts. Yeah. Uh, especially stuff like the the CIA heist. Like they built that whole room. That room oh, doesn't, yeah. doesn't exist naturally. Are anywhere. you sure it doesn't exist I'm naturally? Quite positive. <laughs> they uh, want you to think it doesn't exist. <laughs> for this one dude who like goes Lee's in and story. sits on a computer <laughs> in a locked vault and does what with it exactly he touches the knock list and just make sure that it's there that's also a very fun uh actor for me i want to shout out whoever that guy is (laughs) because he plays the like oh my stomach like so well and yeah the scene where she like squirts the thing in his coffee though i was like that's really close yeah (laughs) like you didn't hear like a nasty (laughs) coffee while you're reading the paper well Well, especially he only gets three lines and and they're they are oh god his name when he does the voice identification and he asks his secretary if she wants anything when he's leaving. Yeah. That's it. And, that's all he gets. But he, he And the poor guy gets shipped off to Alaska. <laughs> which that's <laughs> such a classic like action movie thing of like, I want this guy manning a, a ra- weather station in Siberia. Like yeah. <laughs> mail him his <laughs> mail him his clothes. Which I love is, that line. Like, you know, it's so sad because it's not his fault at all. No. No. They're just victim blaming. It's just all Yeah, his- like this guy did. Nothing. His job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He alerted everyone. Yeah. He could have said nothing. Yeah. He could have just been like, hey, free knife. Yep. Well, like, look, look at it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Smells like rat. <laughs> uh, look at it. Tom Cruise is like, you know, the movies he did right before this, right? So Days of Thunder is 1990. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. probably the last action movie he did before this because he got far and away. And it's not really an action film. No, well, but it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, well, it's more like, intense action scenes. Action. Yeah. 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 Uh, Far and Away, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview oh, the Vampire. A Few Good Men's great. All good movies, but none of them are him doing stunts. Yeah, they're, they're drama roles. Well, they're, yeah. they're not him becoming the action star that we kind of acknowledge him as today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point, I mean, he's just, he's perfected the formula, I think. He's just a well, machine. Yeah. Look the at more his, he runs, the more he makes. <laughs> even after that, like, he did Jerry Maguire the same year as this. Then he had Eyes Wide Shut, and then Magnolia, and then Mission mm. Impossible 2 in 2000. And then Vanilla Sky, I think. Yeah, that was right yeah. after. Yeah. So, Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yeah. So really, it was after MI2 is when he was like, okay, 
I think I got, yeah, I, I, could, I, I got can this make, on I make some money yeah. being, running in places. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely think, and, you know, obviously we'll get to it uh, in the coming weeks, mm-hmm. but um, I, I really think that this franchise doesn't hit its stride until three. Yeah. And then they then they really find a niche that they can kind of hit where it straddles the the spy thriller, action thriller well, kind of pretty well. It kind of found its own place in between being a Bond, a Bourne, and a shoot 'em up. Right? Yeah. They found yeah. this kind of happy medium that, in a lot of ways, the Daniel Craig Bonds kind of struggled to settle into. Yeah. When they were trying to kind of you know copy the Born Born series because it was so popular. Yeah, well, because it was so realistic and visceral. Gritty. Yeah. Dark. <laughs> Darker, grittier action oh, hero. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think like Mission Impossible 2 is the perfect poster child Buck for like, what 2000 was. Buck the year 2000 wild. as a yeah. year if it were made into a movie. <laughs> just, it's just a yeah. dude doing a, a yeah. reverse wheelie on a motorcycle Uzi's akimbo with dumb. <laughs> right. My <laughs> Tom Cruise hair. MI3, oh, God, even though about that. MI3 isn't one of my favorites of the series, it did mark the shift into like, okay, this is what we're doing well, for like the I, rest I, of I it. I think really I like that film so much, and obviously we'll talk about it when we get to it. Sure. Is Phil Seymour Hoffman really carries Oh, yeah. He's a great villain. The guy that, kills it in every yeah. movie he's in. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it'll be it'll be fun going over these because a, a, a couple of these I've seen quite a bit, and yeah. then a couple of these I, I've only seen maybe once or twice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen the first Mission Impossible in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, and I don't think I've seen the second Mission Impossible. I haven't, I haven't except seen for the it. one time I saw it. Yeah, I'm oh, really sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom rented it for me and a friend, like you know, early high school. Yeah, and. We watched it, and that was it. <laughs> like, I, I like, well, that just happened. That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen the second one a few times, usually when I'm doing a rewatch. Big John Woo fan, I see. I was, yeah. But I liked John <laughs> Woo's older, like, yeah, The yeah. Killer. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, hard-boiled, that kind of stuff. And then so to watch him, and Face Off even, as insane, I'm trying to watch my words, <laughs> as that movie is. <laughs> Uh, I, I love it for what it is. I think Face Off is a better John Woo American movie than than Mission Impossible 2. Uh, definitely. <laughs> we can get into this yeah, in the yeah. future episodes, but like yeah, back yeah. to MI1, I, I think it is, again, that poster child for those mid-90s isms where we haven't grown outgrown the 90s style of lighting yet, the yeah. 90s style of CG, the 90s style of like user interfaces, how the internet works. Mm-hmm. We're still at that weird inflection point that keeps this movie rooted in that time period. But like, the the bigger issue to me is just the pacing. There's like a couple of connecting scenes that just feel like perfunctory. Like, okay, we have to connect these two scenes. So yep. here's the thing that happens. Here's, here's yeah. Max and Tom Cruise having this weird <laughs> sexual tension. Yeah, like, are they, are they <laughs> yeah. supposed to be he, flirting? He what is happening? When, when, he, when they like pull the, the stocking off his head yeah. and he like has this big grin, I'm like, are you like trying to, be like Val Kilmer right now. You're gonna clack your teeth at her. Like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah, there, you know some... what I am? I'm dangerous. <laughs> 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 I don't know. There's moments like that that definitely like don't. It's not that it doesn't age well. It just feels it's out weird. of place it, and it weird. Does, yeah. yeah, and I wonder if '90s audiences thought that too, or if it's just you know. So like... there were a lot of complaints mm-hmm. about. Obviously, for the people who are diehard TV show fans, you know, the just 
destroyed everything, right? This yeah, is, this right. Is, yeah. They tore down everything. Yeah, they, they ruined everything. <laughs> I didn't want my expectations subverted. No. <laughs> uh, but then for people who were there for an action movie, there was a lot of really slow-paced stuff. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't get. Like, I mean, like, well, well, well like, if you're they, different, didn't, if yeah, you're, they didn't get action. Well, the thing is, the movie was actually praised for its action. It's just there was so much in between the action sequences that if you were there for an action movie... You know, you're trying not to fall asleep or you're losing the thread of the plot of, well, who crossed who and who's yeah, that like, guy? Yeah, like, well, who's Job and who's yeah. Max and, like, yeah. And then, the, the of course, the flip side is if you were there for, you know, the hardcore spy action thriller type movie, mm-hmm. well, you have a whole lot of, you know, nonsense of a helicopter flying down the channel. <laughs> so, right, yeah. So it is it, kind of trying to straddle both lines. It, it managed to, to basically land in a way where you ticked off the OG fans you didn't satisfy the action fans, <laughs> and the spy fans were also a little mad at you. So it's kind of like, what were you trying to do here? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's one of those films where you, when you go back and you watch it and you look at it, and you're like, this spawned a billion, like a multi-billion dollar franchise. And it's kind of like, how? Yeah. I mean, because we're at movie seven coming up soon. Yeah. And, and guaranteed at least eight. I think nine, I think is what they were going to land on. I think that they had there's, a, there's another story after this coming upcoming film, Dead Reckoning. Okay. That's, that's what I've heard. Okay. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. And on that note, it does kind of sound like we are uh, winding down for the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, we got to get a shameless shill in here Always. somewhere. Uh, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, check out our other episodes at spoilersintendedpodcast.com. Dot com. Uh, while you're there, stop by, click that uh, Discord link, come by and say hi. Come on by. <laughs> come on by. We'll leave the light on. Yeah, we, you know, if you, if you do want to join, <laughs> join Discord. We'll leave the Discord server open for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the Discord server, we have all sorts of fun channels like mm-hmm. uh, what we're listening to, what games we're playing, what yeah. hobbies we're doing. Not everything's going to be podcast related. We do have uh, spoiler channels for people that are watching like current shows. Yep. And, uh, you know, it helps, you know get the conversation going, seeing, you know, if, like, there's something that you really want to well, want mean, us to... some Yeah, some conversations in there lead us to be like, we should review this. Yeah, we should yeah. review that. Or, yeah. or even give us intro topics. Or and we also, should not review that. we do discuss <laughs> the things that we review. So if you're, like, listening to this and you're like, I have things to say about Mission Impossible, come on yeah, into come, this. Come on yeah. in. Leave, leave yeah. us an opinion. Tell, tell us our opinions are terrible. That's fine. We'd love it. Yeah. But <laughs> you could also tell us that our opinions are great on any kind of uh, review Yes. You know, via iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts that lets you leave a review, (laughs) leave us a review. It would be fantastic in helping us get more people to discover our podcast. You could also give us a share to a friend. Mm -hmm. But the best way to support the show is via Patreon. Yes. For the low, low price of just $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, which guarantees you at least one new bonus episode a month, sometimes more, plus access to all of our previous bonus episodes. And we got some crazy stuff in there. Yep. It's also worth pointing out that we do have Patreon polls Mm -hmm. where if you are a supporter, even at the $1 tier, you get to vote on a upcoming review. Mm -hmm. And that comes out as an exclusive for our patrons. A time exclusive. Yeah, time exclusive. Early exclusive. Early access. Yeah, early access. That's the term. Yeah. (laughs) Before it makes its way to the main feed. So you Mm -hmm. can influence what we're watching and what we're talking about. Make your vote count is what we're trying to say. All for just a dollar. And, you know... Again, this is our Mission Rewatchable series. Uh, for the next uh, couple weeks, every week on Friday, we're going to be having a new Mission Impossible film that we have reviewed mm-hmm. coming out, moving up to Dead Reckoning Part 1, Version 3 
Appendix 5. Series 7. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But on that note, that does sound like all the time we have for this episode. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And every spoiler was definitely intended. (laughs) 